0: This is Pod Forsaken. Hey, everyone! Welcome to Pod Forsaken. I'm Rodney Altman.
1: I'm Missy Levin.
0: And I'm Chris. <laughs>
1: that's true. That's true. You're, getting,
0: you're Chris. You're getting better at it. I, Thank I, you. I, I thought I know, nailed that one. <laughs> I would. I would give that a solid A minus. I thought you okay. could probably re- reduce the pause. I don't think you need to emphasize the last name so much. But I will consider that. Okay. <laughs> um so we uh, for those who don't know we're a horror movie podcast where we talk about horror movies you probably haven't seen um although i was actually thinking about it if you if you keep up with us each week because we tell you what we're going to do next week you probably have seen the movie we're talking about <laughs> so yeah, that's i don't know a good point. <laughs> we're talking I'm about, we talking about now <laughs> we, we're a horror movie podcast where we talk about movies you just watched in the last week approximately yeah or if it's your first time, you probably haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to describe our show. It's pretty obvious if you listen to one episode. <laughs> anyway, this week we are talking about uh, 2008's Tokyo Gore police, which I'm super excited to dive into
1: mm-hmm. but
0: before that. We always tell you what we're going to do in the next episode. So you have that week to watch it and join us. What are we doing next week? I'll tell you because you guys <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Something, something, devil. <laughs> Don't
1: we're come gonna to do. Me, devil. We're gonna do.
0: May the devil take you. Which may is, the devil uh, take you. Well, yeah, may the devil take you. Which is on Netflix. Um, <laughs> that and just like,
2: to- a, like a like a 18th century greeting of like a satanist instead of puritans. Like, may the devil take you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah like when do- you cross, <laughs> when you pass someone on the street. Yeah. <laughs> <not> <laughs> your
2: may, the, may the devil take you. May the devil take you.
1: <laughs> and with you. <laughs>
0: it really it's a very polite thing like (laughs) oh you have wronged me may the devil take you (laughs) so uh may the devil take you is directed by uh timo jahento i think i'm saying his name right which um he is he is one of my favorite directors who i have not seen a lot of his stuff but like he he did this action movie called um the night comes for us not to be confused for that movie no one likes, like it comes at night. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's
0: there's it comes at night that literally no one seems to like. Well, but then there's this. It's
1: their own fault. They marketed it like a, the wrong movie.
0: Fair. So the night comes for us. Chris, I think you've seen that. Missy, have you watched it?
1: No, but I want to.
0: It is literally, I think I would say it is the most violent martial arts movie I've ever seen. Like it is mm. fucking bonkers. And then also Timo Jahento did um, he did a short that is in the ABCs of Death, L for libido, which is probably the best short in the collection.
1: L for libido. L for libido. It's <laughs> a good title.
0: Uh, dude, it's I would I could describe it, but it <laughs> I, I can't even like it's so fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, and it's funny because ABCs of death will come up again later in this conversation. Um, And for, I don't know if, if you don't know what ABCs of Death is, it's 26 shorts and each short is a, the title starts with that letter. So it's like, you know, L for libido, A for whatever, asphyxiation and whatever. Mm. Um, And Uh, uh, he also co directed
2: that segment in VHS. Yes. He co directed um, Safe Haven in VHS too with Gareth Evans, who did The Raid. Yes. And so Ah. clearly,
0: Timo Jajento, I don't know, I don't know if works with Gareth Evans a lot is right, but they clearly are in the same you know, group of filmmakers, right? Uh, So basically, if you like The Raid and The Raid 2, you absolutely need to watch The Night Comes For Us.
1: Well, you've convinced me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like in some like, look, The the Raid is the better movie. But I might say that The Night Comes For Us has better action scenes. Like Mm. it's it's pretty fucking bonkers. Like it's literally that kind of high level gore where I was just like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) like, are they actually murdering people? (laughs) Right? Like anyway, when I found out that Timo Gehento also has made some horror movies, that I didn't have never heard of. I was like, we've got to do it. So I know nothing about may the devil take you other than I've seen it described sort of like evil dead, but I don't know how much it's, you know, like, I don't know if it's funny or not. Word of word of warning. That's hard to say. (laughs) Uh, There's also a sequel called may the devil take you Two. Right. Don't watch that one. We're not doing that one. We're just doing the first one. Did
1: he direct that, too?
0: Yeah, he directed the sequel as well. I mean, I'll probably watch I'll probably watch both. I just don't think we don't need to we don't need to do that for the podcast. Um, Anyway, so that's that's what we're going to watch next week. May the devil take you. It's on Netflix. I'm excited to talk about it. But let's talk about Tokyo Gore, Police because that's why everyone's (laughs) really here.
1: I mean, this might be this is definitely like the top three goriest movies i've ever seen in my life
0: <laughs> yeah as i was watching it i was thinking i know i've seen gorier things but i don't know what they are at this <laughs> I moment dead
1: alive might be gorier
0: oh that's an excellent comparison yeah i think yeah those two movies are are like tied like tied for goriest fucking movie i've ever seen
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i will say that tokyo gore police so it's from 2008 uh, it's from Japan, and it made me realize I think this is the first Japanese film we've done on the show.
1: Really? That's weird. Am
0: I? I mean, I I didn't go through the full list. We've done a lot of other Asian cinema, but I just don't think we've ever touched on anything from Japan. So welcome to the huh. club, Maybe not, Japan.
1: Yeah. We, I know we've like mentioned audition like 30 times, but yeah, we didn't and do that.
0: Main actress is from audition. It is. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, um, Missy pick Tokyo Gore, please. This has been on my list for a long time. Oh, just because of the title, you know, like I've <laughs> I, I I knew nothing about this movie other than I've seen the title and the cover, which is just like the the woman from Audition, whose name is I think Sheena. I'm sure I'm massacring that. And uh, speaking of Audition, that's on you know it's like on Amazon, and it has the word "world's most like spoilery" description. I
1: know. it's and the mm. cover too. Yeah, you like, need to not see the cover going into Audition. It's such a bummer that they yeah. yeah
2: yeah. If you want to watch Audition. Go to Amazon, type in audition blind, and then have just close your eyes and free. click around.
1: Yeah, or like, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, just keep watching movies until one seems like you're watching audition.
0: <laughs> It Auditions, I mean, like, again, I think auditions incredibly well known amongst horror fans. I can't imagine anyone who hasn't watched it at this point. But if you for some reason have never seen audition and you don't know what it's about, just watch that blind. No, yes. just go in. It's one of the it's it, it is one of the most deserving of a blind watch of any horror movie that I can talk about.
1: A hundred percent, yeah.
0: So anyway, the actress from that is the lead actress in Tokyo Gore Police. This is directed by Yoshihiro Nishimura, who apparently is a, he is known as like the Tom Savini of Japan, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, and so he not only wrote and directed it, but he also does all the effects, or at least has a, you know, he I leads think the effects This
1: is the first team. movie he actually directed, but oh, he's really? directed more since then. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Well,
2: he said he – this was a remake of a short that he did. Yes. Yeah, yes.
0: He made a short called Anatomia Extinction from 1995, which even the cover of it hurts my head. Um, <laughs> but no, he, no, this is not his – at least according to IMDB, he's made a bunch of – well, I, I don't know if they're shorts or not. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. like, sham nation speaker man the boo
1: that was just in my head and i don't know where the fact i could have made it up <laughs> the but the fact was in my head so i figured I'd this stay. is
0: it's definitely one of his earlier films right and maybe mm-hmm. his first film but i will say the reason i brought up abc's of death is because he also directed a segment for it called z is for Zetsumetsu. i hope again mm-hmm. I hope i'm saying it right apologies for all japanese pronunciations in this for episode sure. yeah but the z episode was one of my other favorites like what is i that? didn't
1: word man,
0: do you know i have no clue okay but z- z- if you like tokyo gore please you have like look the abcs of death is pretty it's pretty mediocre but there are like four or five shorts throughout it that are genuine works of art and that one is it it's like it's like it's 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 very similar it's like future and so tokyo and z what
1: so l and z people should
0: l, watch l and z and i'd have to look at
2: the full list to remember what the other couple were okay uh zetsu Metsu means like destruction or annihilation
0: oh cool. all right
2: yeah. well that huh. that fits
0: with what happens in it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so tokyo gore police uh how do you how do you even describe this movie other than it's really gory well it takes place in
2: <laughs> tokyo there's a lot of gore and it follows the police
1: yeah oh, thank right. you chris yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know well, what year this takes place in or is it just like, like somewhere in the future? It's
2: kind of that like sort of like low cyberpunky future shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It's,
0: it, it's unclear what year it's supposed to be. I mean, it looks like it's basically just looks like modern day Tokyo. I think it's like... I mean, it's because it's like a low budget movie. I think
1: it's right. supposed
2: to be the future though.
1: Yeah. And so the police have been privatized in Tokyo. So it's just mm-hmm. like private to police department. And their like main... You know, evil bad guys they're hunting are these um, creatures called engineers that are. They don't know where they came from, but they are like. If you injure one of like these, hu- you, they look like humans on the outside, but if you injure them, they wherever the injured body part is, they like grow some kind of weapon from it, and they can like make more engineers. So they're like evil people that are trying to kill other people. So this police force is trying to track down and hunt and exterminate all engineers in the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there, you know, it's a, it's a little reminiscent of Robocop to me. A little bit. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Cause it's kind of like, you know, like a, like a dirty near future and there's also like inner cut throughout it, there's like these bonkers TV commercials that were like that <laughs> yeah. are like really goofy. Yeah. And so it's it's clearly trying to put you in the world of like just like a like a bonkers dystopian Tokyo. Kind
1: of like in like Rick and Morty, there's like the fake commercials for the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, look, this is one of those movies where one, if you're into like basically the effects team just hooking up a barrel of fake blood to a hose. And yeah. like whenever someone gets like an arm cut off, like more blood sprays out of them than could actually exist in a body. Right. It's just like <laughs> well, it's more like more
1: than like a whole like fleet of bodies. It's like, <laughs> and it's like so thin and liquidy. It's like Kool-Aid or something. Coming yes. out of bodies. There,
0: there is <laughs> so much fake blood in this movie. It, it, this movie is so fucking over the top in every way. What did you guys think of it before we talk about it? Just I like,
1: loved it. I love it really? so much. This is, I mean, this is maybe not like my favorite type of horror movie, but I, I get so much joy out of this. Like Dead Alive is one of my favorite horror movies. um I just, I'm, I was gleefully watching it the entire time.
2: Yeah, this I, uh, is this is just so over the top and fucking crazy, and it has like so many homages to like Western cinema and like older Japanese cinema. It's it's fucking great. It's like if somebody did like a, a like, I don't know, like a speedball and was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to adapt an anime by myself. That's what it feels like. Yeah, and it it's was fucking like a, awesome. It was
1: an anime come to life. Very yeah. good description. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll give you that. It really does feel like they're just an anime, but shot live action. Apparently they shot and completed the whole thing in two weeks.
1: I saw that. That's <laughs> insane. Like,
0: what? <laughs> For me... Look, I really, I enjoyed this movie and I was I was laughing and smiling pretty much throughout. And I do recommend it for people, right? Like you kind of have to see this movie. I
1: feel like you at least clapped after like the opening scene.
0: Absolutely. But <laughs> I can't tell you that I loved it, right? Like I didn't love it the way How I come? loved like, like, like Psycho Gorman or something, okay. right? And I think part of it is because like I couldn't get invested in the actual story or the main character.
1: What? I thought she was, I thought so, she I was great, fantastic. but
2: I, I I, agree. I think her arc is a little, like, it's just sort of drawn out and a very circuitous, like, uh, investigation of what her, her arc is and her storyline is, that it's it doesn't feel tense and taut, right? It's just not like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? You're, like, way too far ahead of the quote-unquote mystery. But that's also not really the point. Mm-hmm. But then so much screen time is dedicated to her doing this investigation that it feels a little slow in places.
0: Yeah, it, it basically just feels like a slow movie, except when like weird, gory monster shit is happening, which is most of the movie, right? Right. Yeah,
1: I feel like, like this movie, like does, like it could work without a plot at all. So the fact that it had a plot, like <laughs> I'm giving that props.
0: <laughs> Look, a- after the first scene, I was surprised that it had a plot. I was, you know, like,
1: <laughs> I, I don't know
0: what to tell you other than just like, I didn't fall in love, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone told me that, she, that she's a great lady and we had a lovely dinner but like I don't really necessarily want to I don't want to go on another date right like I will watch like I said I'll watch more by this guy like um, I just again I do recommend it because it's so fucking crazy
1: I recommend it but only to certain people I think there was a lot of people that would never speak to me again if I told them to watch this movie <laughs>
0: yeah if, if look if you don't like like, first of all, I as I was watching with my wife, I realized over the we've been together over 10 years and how much I've desensitized her since we started <laughs> dating. Right. Because when we first started dating, she she couldn't even watch like a paranormal activity. Right. And she's sitting there staring as like people are like having their heads like pulled off and gouts of blood are pouring <laughs> out. And, and she's just kind of like smiling and giggling. And I was like, oh, man, I've done a number on her. Right,
1: the same thing. <laughs> Because Matt, when we started, my husband, when we started this, he was like, oh, wait, I've actually watched some of this movie, like, the first, like, third, and it traumatized him so much that he turned it off and was having, like, nightmares and stuff, <laughs> like, a while ago. And now he was, like, he was laughing with me right along as well. But he was, this was, like, triggered him for, like, a while. Have <laughs> you <tried> watching before? <laughs> um,
0: like, just to like look let's just talk about what happens in the movie and like that will sum it up pretty quickly what this movie is right (laughs) like the movie opens on like this like what is it like it's like an abandoned most of the movie it opens on like a dreamlike
2: montage what of her being like my daddy is the best policeman i love my daddy He's the best. And then it's like a, like, sort of almost like, um, like, like a propaganda piece of like her dad, like, smiling and waving in front of posters and like just looking like the best guy. And then his head just fucking explodes. Yeah.
1: yeah like, I, like a flower that's like unblooming like, the sides of his head.
0: <laughs> to be clear, her dad is like a police officer. That's important. So the,
1: um, not the, pri- he was like against the private. Well, that's revealed of- later. Oh, okay. Well, right. he's, but oh, sorry. Okay. We
0: just, we just know that he was, he he's was a cop officer. and like, yeah, in the first 60 seconds, you see a man's head explode like scanners style, right? Yeah. yeah and I was like, though, yeah. okay, that's awesome. And I got to tell you, that's pretty tame compared to where we go. <laughs> <laughs> really sets the tone. <laughs> <laughs> so then we cut to like present day and like the little girl has grown up. She's the main character and she shows up at this like it's like a hostage situation where there's this what it's like an abandoned building and Mm -hmm. there's this maniac who has like kidnapped and murdered a woman and you see him like she's dead and he's like eating her body parts Mm -hmm. and (laughs) And he has a chainsaw. and He has a chainsaw because that's just what he likes. And (laughs) the the Tokyo Gore police show up and they wear the the most bizarre outfits I've ever seen. It's like (laughs) samurai armor yeah oh yeah, yeah. okay it yeah. just like it looks just really bulky and and, and like gets in your way but yeah well, well, it's clearly, just it's very funny
1: suck and they all get murdered like every yeah. time
0: <laughs> so yeah they they show up and they like they fight him and they gun him down, and they blow off his arm, and then he gets back up, and like where his missing arm
2: is, it like grows into this like fleshy chainsaw that he can like. <laughs> I, I just s- love that they cut <laughs> off with whatever high caliber bullet they have. They blow off his arm holding the chainsaw, and he regrows a chainsaw. Yeah. Yes. It, it kind of was like this,
1: little Evil Dead ish. Yeah. Or something.
0: Yeah. If you think about anything, this movie will make no sense. Like, it, you just have to accept that like these people can grow like actual metal and like, like electronic circuits and shit in their well, body. Yeah, that's
1: one of the rules of the movie. And it stays consistent to that.
0: That's yeah. fair. And so then our main character, she goes in and she carries well, like, she a catu- goes in
1: in the most badass way, she takes like a, a, a rocket launcher and like <laughs> launch herself up like 40 stories to the ceiling. I feel rocket her jumps
0: up. <laughs> she like aims the rocket like at the ground and uses it to shoot herself up. Uh, and I was like, OK, this is going to be
2: one of those movies. <laughs>
1: So she's been and, like and I just love that it, it feels like
2: the movie never winks about it. It's just like, yeah, she fucking rocket jumps. Yeah. yeah, she fucking cuts herself to, you know, psych herself up for this. Yeah, fuck you. What are you going to do about it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, oh, that's right. Yeah, she, um, she's, she's a cutter and she has like all these cuts on her wrist that are like scars. And this was weird, right? Cause she like takes a box cutter and starts just like, I guess to get pumped up, starts cutting her wrist, but she like, goes to town like i thought she's
1: going to death so deep yeah i mean that would she would not
2: she wouldn't live to function well no No. people in this universe have gallons and gallons of blood that's true That's (laughs) yes
1: and it wouldn't heal like in the next day when we see her like she takes off the bandages and like it's healed like that would take like months to heal (laughs) what she did to her arm but but
0: but yeah she fucks up the chainsaw dude who's not important to the movie but you know, this is, I find this is actually very uh, typical of like, especially in Japanese anime, right? They always st- start with like, they throw you into the world in a way where it's really confusing and you're like, what the mm-hmm. fuck's happening? And and then they explain what's going on, yeah. right? Because. Because when it started, I was like, wait, why, why does this dude have a machine gun or a chainsaw arm and shit, right? But after she beats him, she then basically in voiceover explains how these engineers have like been plaguing Tokyo and she's like an engineer hunter and she works in the Tokyo Gore police and so forth. And I was like, okay, I get it.
1: And she has like, her weapon is this like super long samurai sword that she's just like so graceful and elegant with and just such a badass. And she always has like, just like no expression on her face. So she just looks so like calm. In, in control the whole time and oh it's just such a badass <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean i see that's that's sort of my issue here is that like what? She, her her performance is so like intentionally monotone throughout that like i just don't feel like i get to know her and therefore i don't really care about her winning what? that's I, I yeah i mean that's oh how i gosh. feel
1: i mean i i respect your opinion but i completely disagree
0: you're telling me you 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 guys cared about this main character
1: absolutely
0: yeah i'm sorry i just i just didn't what scene made you care about her like to me she she was just like like her name might as well just be main character right like she i understand she's the main character and she has a sword and she's cool but like i don't know i just didn't i just at no point was like like i was like man i hope she wins because i want her to i don't feel like she's been wronged we're
1: good yeah yeah, she has i mean i don't want to like give away stuff further in the plot but like you find out like why she cuts herself and like what her like childhood was like and why she's fucked up the way she's fucked up and like who she can count on as family and like she's just trying to like please people around her to get love and that's how she gets love is by hunting down these engineers.
2: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Are um, you are you a fan of samurai movies, Rodney? I mean, I would
0: I am I a fan? I guess no, but I I can enjoy them. I've seen good ones, but it's yeah. not a it's not a genre that I go to frequently.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think she is kind of building off of that very like you know quiet stoic samurai uh wanderer thing Mm. where it's like she's just doing a job because she has a solitary drive of like i need to kill these engineers and you don't know why and the discovery is that like oh she's a person who has like this heartache and turmoil and was betrayed in the past is what she discovers uh and i i I think that it sort of plays off of those samurai themes more so maybe missy and i are yeah yeah, maybe maybe Missy and I are more willing to go go along with that because it's like building off of a, a library of knowledge from that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's fair. I think you guys probably do enjoy that that style a
2: bit more. I, I think the other thing that really held me back was the low budget of the film. Yeah, like everything takes place in like uh, they were like, uh, can we use your hallway? <laughs> 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 It literally, it literally looks like there was one really abandoned
0: building in yeah. Tokyo that they don't
1: bother putting like anything in. It's just like one desk in the middle of the room, <laughs> and, and that's the problem. So like
0: when it go, you go to the police station, it's literally like a place where like you could like murder seven people and no one would ever know right it's just like an, an empty cement like floor it looks like it looks like that the floor in die hard where he like is hiding at the beginning of the movie but even that had more stuff there cuz it had like plastic sheets the police <laughs> you missy's not lying the police station is literally just like a desk in an empty warehouse yeah, and and did, i would say 80% well, of the movie are empty warehouses <laughs> and yeah. and then the actual like the actual tone and look of it, like I I literally couldn't figure out how much of it is like campy intentionally versus they just had, didn't have the budget, it's right? Inten- like, I think
1: it's intentional for sure. I think they're trying to make it fun and funny. But the, the lack of like props that is the one thing that bumped me because i was like okay well maybe this police stage uh police force doesn't have a lot of money but they have enough money to advertise commercials like 24 7 all around tokyo so it made me think like they do they do have money they just like didn't want oh. uh, so yeah
0: I, I, I guess what i didn't understand is like if the police have been privatized does that mean they have more money now isn't that the whole point right
2: well i think it's that they're you know cost cutting Right. To, to maximize profits. Oh,
0: that's that's <laughs> that's fair. Oh, all right. Well, now I now I retroactively forgive all of yeah. the sins.
2: I, I mean, I think it's I think it's it's just like it's an indie movie that's like it's about the gore police thing more than anything. And I I think that the for me, I kind of bought the sort of like a lot of negative space in all the sets. Because of, one, the, the privatized thing where it's just like, yeah, they don't give a shit. Like, you don't even have desks because everyone just shows up like, and is given a gun. They go, go out and kill everybody. Like, <laughs> And that's that's about their job. But then it also kind of reminded me of, like, if you look at those old paintings and, like, woodblock uh, sketches of, like, samurai castles and stuff. Which is always just, like, a shogun sitting in front of a, like, kneeling in front of a desk writing by himself. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, a big empty room. It, yeah. it had that sort of feeling to it where it's, like, very yeah. austere and minimalist.
1: Yeah, that's that's
2: totally fair. I I think while I was watching it, I was aware. And I,
0: I have this feeling when I watch most Japanese horror in that, like, because there's elements of their culture that I don't understand. And I feel like things are being lost on me. Right. And I'm sure there's like jokes that are happening that I just I don't get because I wasn't raised there. That doesn't mean I don't understand a woman with a sword fighting mutant monsters, right? Like, I get that. But I, I was wondering how much of it in, – in many ways, the same way that Robocop is a, like, parody about, like, you know, the government and bureaucracy and shit. I was wondering if this movie is doing that. But because I don't understand the the political structure of Japan, I was losing – I was missing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are just saying, uh-huh, because you agree or you think I'm fucking talking nonsense,
2: but. I I, I just sort of muted you out for a minute. I had, That's I, fine. Uh, I was just talking about. The- I,
1: I was just talk about the next thing I was going to say, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 okay. I, I agree
2: with you, and I, I had that thought about, like, what. I, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so this is from 2008. I was reading about what, you know, Yoshihiro Nishimura says about like, so he he's a very fascinating character as a director and as a, uh, VFX guy and a special effects guy. He apparently is so into news and politics that that's like all he consumes outside of like Fangoria. Hmm. Uh, and he went to law school, not to become a lawyer, but because he just is so curious about law and politics.
1: That's so interesting
2: right wow like while he was working as a special effects guy he That's went to really law cool. school yeah. sometimes
0: okay. i feel like sometimes i feel like people in japan have more time somehow like <laughs> whenever no, i just
1: don't spend it all on video games <laughs> I, so. I guess because
0: because like whenever i read that like takashi Tek- Miké has over a hundred movies i'm like how is that possible right I like know. how how
2: how
1: is he the <laughs> so t- how does many. he have the time
2: yeah because you make two a year yeah but he, no, even more, Chris, because. Yeah, well, it's like two to three a year for like a 20 year period, right? Oh. He, di- he didn't start when he was one. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe he did, yeah, but maybe he's, he's old. just that good. Takashi Mike? isn't he in his 50s? Oh, he's probably. 16. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's he's definitely older. But still, even for a six, I mean, dude, Steven Spielberg's like 70 and he's got like, what, 30, 40 films, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, like 100
2: he... fucking movies. That's insane. Yeah. So I I think that there is I, I agree. I think there's a lot of stuff that we culturally aren't clued into and I would love to know more, but I I tried to do as much research as I could, but I, I think it all comes down to like uh like Japan felt very fractured, right? After World War II, then they were like on the rise again in the 80s where they said like a square inch of Tokyo is worth more than all of Times Square. That's like <laughs> the huge balloon they were in. And oh, wow. then the, the economic bubble bursts there, and it's kind of just languished after that. Like they never really rose to be another you know economic superpower like they thought they were going to be. Mm. So I think that plays into it. Now to what was specifically going on in 2000, because that was in the early 90s that that happened, late 80s. But I I think it plays into that. And that's why like Akira was the first cyberpunk anime uh, or manga in the early 80s. And then it got adapted into uh, an anime in the late 80s. And that's where like the Japanese cyberpunk scene came from, which this obviously plays off of.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. so well, first of all, thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
1: I'm glad I was counting on you to do research. Good.
0: So, yeah. (laughs) So jumping back into the movie. One of you want to explain what happens, like, you know, after she explains she's on the Tokyo Gore police and shit. Missy? Yeah. Do you remember? This is after 10 minutes. So Missy, you love the movie so much. Tell I us what I happens. To, I
1: remember what happened next. Uh, Well, she she like goes into work and it's her, it's her birthday. Um, right. So I right. They, love that scene. That, that scene was great. Yeah. Birthday to her and give her a cake and she starts having flashbacks. This one, she starts having flashbacks for her birthday as a kid, right? Yes. Yeah. So she is remembering when she's turning 11 and her dad comes in, who's like the nice cop that we saw his head get blown off. And he's like trying to get the mom to sit down to have cake with the family. And she like, she like, you know, is like freaking out. And we see her and she's like cut up her arm in like a million places. And the daughter's just like looking at her horrified while the dad's trying to like contain her. And so she's having this like, yeah, crazy flashback. And we kind of see like where the cutting thing is came from and then we see that the the guy that raised her was the guy that ended up raising her was like the head of the police commissioner, the police commissioner. yeah the police commissioner.
2: And he, and he has this great like samurai uh daimyo outfit which is like <laughs> huge and so everyone has his like samurai helmets on and like plated armor and stuff but his has giant horns and he has yeah. this like old school microphone that's right in front of his it's face like so 80. everything he says is like through a distorted uh, uh amplifier
1: yeah it's, it's, it's awesome. absolutely nuts but yeah, we see him like kind of like raising her up and like she's, you know, just like, yeah, I mean, this is my family, this this police force. This is a close thing I have to a family because yeah. we don't see what happened to her mother, but her mother was not involved in her life yep. after, you know, that point.
2: And so the only other person in her life is this um, uh, bartender that she goes and like she'll have a drink after work with.
1: Mm -hmm. And we see that like she's known her since she was a little girl as well and would be like sitting in the alley by herself and would have like cut up her arms and she would, you know, the bartender lady would take some, um, you know, pity on her and was really nice to her and would kind of like get people away from. I think it was like actually her sons that were like giving her a hassle. And um, Really?
0: I, I thought like two dudes were trying to rape her and then like.
1: I think the bartender. Were, I thought those were her sons because later they come in the bar as adults and they're like, "Ooh, we'll leave."
0: Ooh. Oh, and
1: they're calling her oh.
0: mom. Okay, I mean, un- unclear to me, but whatever. Well, she <laughs> just
1: kind of protects her and like takes her under yeah. her wing a little bit, and right. is like kind of her. That's like her mother figure in her life. This woman, and so that's yeah, kind of like her companion that she goes to after a long work day. And so.
0: So, yeah, I, I look, I get it. She she had a she had a really fucked up childhood. Right. And and like I, I appreciated them having that because it at least gave me some context.
2: You know,
1: the culture is also like really weird about cutting in general, like the, this movie, the movie,
2: all the commercials are like, ah, d- commit Harry and have your boss kill you. It's a good thing to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's, there's, like, there's this commercial with these like young girls being like, "This is a cute way to cut yourself." And it's like, "If you're gonna <laughs> cut yourself, gotta use this cute little tool here. See, it's cuter. Look at this.
0: It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. They're like selling box cutters, but the handles are like cute little like animals. You know, and it's like, <laughs> it's really like making like, if you're gonna cut yourself, do it in style. That's like the the commercials yeah. that they're running. My personal favorite is like the weird commercial of like the the swordsman who keeps like cutting his tongue off and yeah. shit, like. <laughs> Like, like literally there's just throughout the movie, just these random commercials that are they do nothing except add goofy comedy to it, which the director apparently said he put those in to balance the more darker tone of the actual movie that you're watching. Mm Dude, I love the like, I I loved the commercials. And again, I I loved a lot of this movie. Right. I don't I don't mean to imply I didn't. I just there's just I just can't say that. Like, I want to watch it again. You know, that's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. But so then I think we meet we meet the main villain because there's a there's a serial killer on the loose and Missy I bet you loved this because it's like close up <laughs> shots of black leather gloves and <laughs> fucking like harsh purple lighting like it almost felt like a giallo for a couple minutes
1: yeah you're right
0: <laughs> and and this mysterious stranger he he like follows this prostitute into a bathroom am I right and then like yeah he he. He like shoves these like hollow metal spikes into her body, and then attaches like bottles to the ends of them. So that as she's like bleeding out, he's collecting the blood, like
1: every drop. He doesn't spill a drop.
0: <laughs> and then, and then he cuts her up into pieces and puts all the pieces in a box for the police to find, like very
1: neatly, just like fits her in there. And,
0: um, and again, I was like, look, I've never, I've never seen most of the stuff in this movie. I've never seen before, and I, I applaud that. <laughs> I just was like, "What am I watching? Like, this is so weird." <laughs> and so, honestly, I I can't I can't really talk about the sequence of events because it doesn't really feel like there is one. It just feels like I remember individual scenes that's happening.
1: That's why, yeah, I'm a little fuzzy yeah. sometimes on like which I might be saying in the wrong order. That's yeah,
0: right. And that's what I'm talking about, right? It doesn't it doesn't feel like an actual story because I can't say like you could say because- that
1: about a lot of movies though because I mean just a lot of those scenes in this aren't like necessarily related to the main storyline. They're just like really gory, cool scenes. Yeah. You know what I that's, mean? But that's a lot of horror movies, I feel like.
0: Well, yes and no, because like, look, there. like I understand there's a lot of scenes of Jason Voorhees chopping people up, but like I've met all those characters and it's part, it's all part of the main narrative. Right. But like just an example, Toward the end of this movie, there's like a fight between these two girls in schoolgirl outfits and one has like a razor blade arm and one has like a spear. And I had no idea who those people were. Did no, you?
1: No, those then those are random people. So
0: yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, why am I watching well, that scene? it's just not you that
1: there's more engineers out there and there's more Tokyo Gore police fighters out there. It was like, yeah. that was the end where like everybody's fighting.
0: Fair enough. It was the, it was the big climax. It's just odd to not introduce me to, <laughs> if you're going to show me a, a lengthy action scene, I would like to meet those characters a little earlier. I
1: hear you. I hear you. That was that was the most random.
2: So speeding things up a bit, right? Yeah. She uh, Ruka, our main character, she she gets clued on to like she needs to find the house of. Uh, oh no, she she fights the uh, the main engineer first. Key well, man. first the
0: the chief like assigns her the case. He's like, it's your job yeah. to find this this serial
2: killer. Oh, and there's right. one
0: other thing we didn't talk about, which is like the weird the key the the the, yes. the key. Well, we so
2: know the that the engineers we're
1: finding out now.
2: Well, they we find oh, out I when. Guess you're um, right. Never mind.
1: You're right. Yeah.
2: yeah we find out when she kills the first guy and she's like at the um police precinct which there's two other characters we didn't mention there's the medical examiner who he has like a roto arm and he's <laughs> the one that like when they're investigating the first the chainsaw guy that she killed he like pulls out this uh key shaped tumor that he's like ah you cut it in half and what you learn is that Every engineer has this key-shaped tumor in them, and the only—they'll just keep regenerating no matter what you cut off or where you stab them or shoot them. But you need to sever this tumor in half, and if you do right. that, then they'll die for real.
1: Mm-hmm. And he has and a they very got- cool, like, oh, like metal eye patch. Yes.
2: The <laughs> and then the other character is the police commissioner has what you learn is a prisoner who is a quadruple amputee mm-hmm. in essentially bondage gear that follows him around like a dog.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought it was a mechanical dog at first. And no, like, yeah. Yeah, the face is covered up. You can't see what the face looks like or anything.
0: It, yeah, I, I got to tell you, I I love this. I, yeah, I, there was, it's literally just like a, like a person in like a like a latex suit, kind of like the Gimp from Pulp Fiction, but with just stumps for arms and legs, and they like walk around like that while he like drags it along on a like leash, like
1: on a dog leash, and. <laughs>
0: And I was just so like, why Why is everyone okay with this? I don't understand why yeah. they're cool I with know. the police chief. But yeah. I think it's implied – there is a line that is implied that this is a former criminal, right? This yes. is like – so they. this is their punishment for whatever crime they committed. Yeah.
2: Well, there's a – and there's a later sequence, but this there are heavy, heavy themes of BDSM in this.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That yeah. is mm-hmm.
2: – Which is – uh, pretty interesting.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the the director uh, is not shy about what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> although I will say there's it's it's not like there's there's very little nudity in the movie if any it, there there was some right am I well, wrong? Like the a scene, yeah.
1: which is like yeah,
2: oh right, right right. so 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 let's get back on track. Go so for she it. is assigned to the case and she goes undercover looking like a streetwalker. Yep. And attacks, she is on the train attacks
1: streetwalkers.
2: And she gets uh, uh, Groped by a guy on the train <laughs> And oh, so yeah. she Drags him out which that is a huge problem in Japan Or it was yeah. at the time yep. uh, She grabs him, takes him up Into the subway platform And then she's like oh you're a pervert Huh? And then she just Samurai sword cuts both of his arms off mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah and she's just standing there like Ah! Oh. It's like
0: again He's like. like it
1: wasn't me. <laughs> An ocean of blood
0: pours out of his missing arms. Yeah. <sighs> so good. So yeah, I think she she go. I forget if she goes to the brothel first or she gets attacked by the dude. She gets A- attacked
1: by the dude. Um, she follows him off the train.
0: Right. So we basically she very quickly finds this serial killer, and she this dude like he he fights her in this like hallway, and. In the middle of the fight, like she uses her sword and like she makes a slash like across where his like eyes are, and he basically grabs his own head
2: and rips
0: the top half off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, from like mm-hmm. his
2: mid-nose to eyes up. He mm-hmm. just grabs his hair and rips his own head off. And so what is left
0: from the from like nose up is an exposed brain, and where his eyes would be are gun barrels. <laughs> and and He then begins to shoot out of his eye guns, like fleshy tumor
1: bullets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, this movie is so fucking weird. And And she's like jumping around using her sword to like, you know, block the fucking tumor bullets until she eventually gets like pinned against the wall by them. And he comes over and he pulls out like one of the flesh tumor keys and he like puts it near her arm and basically like. A keyhole like opens up in her flesh and he puts the key in and turns it and her entire arm just like splits open into mm-hmm. like a gory magnificence of wriggling flesh.
1: And all these and- kind of scenes are like purely practical effects. Like they look like very like Cronenberg oh, yeah. or oh. something. They're very well done.
0: Yeah, I-, I-, I agree for the most part that like, it- I mean, it's definitely all practical. And for the most part, it looks very good. But there's often like this, these times when it's so past the line of believable, it's it's actually kind of goofy looking, you mm. know, which, again, is intentional. But whatever point is, he turns her into an
2: engineer. He's like, now you now you are. I, I really love that effect. Like the just the idea of like the keyhole appearing when the key mm-hmm. is near it. Yeah. Opening her arm. And then, as you said, this like it's just like fluttering, flapping like it's like a butterfly opened its (laughs) Mm -hmm, wings mm -hmm. is how her arm splits it's so fucking cool yeah and then he basically he does that to her and like runs off right yep and she passes out and she wakes up in the hospital
0: and she does not tell anyone that she has been infected with the engineer tumor or Mm -hmm. whatever and then I literally I, I, I know they go to this creepy brothel. I like like, like they show her some files and there's like a file of like a woman whose breasts have been like sewn closed. Like the, mm-hmm. the nipples
1: been removed and they've been sewn closed. Right. Oh, it's like the
0: nipples have been removed and then instead of like actual sutures, they use like teeth to close the breast up. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just didn't understand like why she's showing her that file. But she, she went to
1: search the um the old laboratory. Where they think the guy were because they match uh, his face. Oh, you Because right. they have half that his top half of the head, so they match the bottom half and find that he's this like scientist. So she goes to his old laboratory, and that was like files left around.
0: Man, Missy, you really paid attention. This is great. Yeah. which uh, it I, I should be
1: also noted. Also, like back when she wakes up in the hospital, her arm is completely healed. So it's not like they can see something happen to her arm, like where the, the, it fleshed open like a butterfly. It just heals magically, perfectly.
2: Right. Uh, and and I really love the scene, the, like, doing science scene of them having, like, the top half of his head on, like, yes. a platform. And then it's, like, projecting all of this shit on the wall behind them that's, like, <laughs> science, math, <laughs> yeah, technology. <laughs>
0: like, they, they have advanced tech and they're doing a fucking, they're doing yeah. a
2: search. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Just, like, so balls to the wall. Uh, and so I think that's, that's the thing that I love about this is just how relentlessly creative it is.
1: So creative. Yes. Barrels upon barrels
2: of it. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, she starts her, this is where the the movie kind of splits its focus. She's going on an investigation, finds the old lab, finds a name that she then starts running down addresses on to try to find who that is. Meanwhile, we then start following a different cop who he's like, comes off of a day on the beat and he's like, uh, I just want to do speed. And then he Mm -hmm. goes to a brothel. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and the brothels
1: they, are they're all like women that have been like genetically modified or like, yeah. no, sorry, like modified body modifications.
2: Yes, I, I really like that where it's like the first one was the um, the the breast clamp girl. Right. Uh, the second she, what was the second one.
1: The, one her is, eyeballs were like out really far.
2: Yeah. Oh, a snail girl. She's literally like her
0: back has been get, she's been implanted with like a like a like a human sized snail shell. And her like she one has of her eye stalks. Eyes, the best way I could describe it is like someone put like like a glass vial over her eyes and use suction to pull her eyes out. So like the eyes are like six inches away from her, her face. Yeah. And yeah, I it's forget like what, snail stripper. Like who, who, who thought of that? I I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This dude's got some issues. I
1: mean, <laughs> at, there are other stuff that I've done, like people finding body modification sexy. Like there's a whole plot in that with Orphan Black, too. Like mm. that is like, I don't know. People yeah, think in I, the mean, future, I mean people I, I get it's that. a thing.
0: And if like you're into like really freaky looking mutant women, then I get why you go to this club. I was just like, why does this dude want to like like fuck a snail girl with her eyeballs hanging? I mean, out? Like I, I just I don't know,
1: but
0: yeah. <laughs> and then, I'm not gonna judge anyone.
1: People like weird stuff. I mean, Yeah, I'm not yeah.
0: judging. I'm not judging. I
2: just
1: just like you right you like sound a little bored, judgy. You're bored by everything now. You don't think maybe you'll go there? I don't know. <laughs> sure, oh, I guess snail you,
2: stuff. That's so I, passe. I guess you just get
0: to a point where you're just like, yeah, I kind of need something different.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they. So it's snail girl. It's a uh, breast clamp girl. There's another woman who she has like, uh, like flower vulva, and that starts like spraying the crowd.
1: It's, it's literally like they she pull. They,
0: <laughs> it's literally just like a piece of flesh on a chair. Oh, yes, yes. It's That's... like her arms and head are gone.
1: Yeah, and, so and, she has to be kept alive, like, on a machine, like, with her and, heart pumping.
0: And, like, yeah, her vagina is just open, and she just starts, like, urinating all over the crowd. And it's not even... Like, again, it's one of those cases where there's, like, buckets of urine. It's it's like a minute. A full minute of this movie is urine just spraying out of a vagina and onto a crowd. Loves
1: it. They like and it. Yeah,
0: and... I, I gotta tell you, I was like, look, I've never seen that before. I just had like yeah. mo- pretty much. If you were to just randomly pick any moment of the film and press pause, I you probably haven't seen it before. Yeah. Whatever it is, <laughs>
1: that was like the grand finale, like that unveiling, like everyone's clapping, like woo, oh, oh yes. It, it was <laughs> kind of
2: like the the dirty sexualized version of Lady Cassandra I don't from know. Doctor I don't Who. That oh. I don't watch Doctor. Who. I do
1: watch Doctor Who. I don't...
2: The the flat lady who's had like so much skin work that she's just a a skin. Pulled up, pulled taut on a frame. I, I don't
1: know. I'm sorry. I don't know. I can't remember that. I'm embarrassed. What? I don't know.
2: I will which, send you a link. You will remember it. Which doctor? It's like the first one.
1: Oh, I haven't seen the early doctors. Okay.
2: It's like on, was, when they rebooted it. Here. I've it
1: seen.
2: Was, it was really fascinating
0: as you guys talk about this. <laughs> 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 well, here, look at the picture I sent you that okay. everyone on the podcast can look at.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay,
0: yes, I recognize this picture, even though I don't watch Doctor Who. That's disgusting. Yeah. That that gives me nightmares. <laughs> that does like look like
1: the last one, but you're right. That's exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like the sex version of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah like instead of a face it has a vagina
1: there was one more girl too and i'm having to remember what she looked yeah, like yeah
0: there was definitely a third girl who was or a fourth girl who was freaky but i it's not really relevant at all no the point is and, and like i literally don't even remember what happens other than the the off-duty cop takes the snail girl and well, he's like he pays they all for her. have like
1: tattooed numbers on them and they just say like i want number 69 i want number three so they and they get like right. a card with their girl on it and they go to a room
0: and and i because like the, the dog that the 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 police chief has, he also has a tattooed number on him. So are all these women like former criminals who have been like body modded and put into prostitution? Or do are they just totally separate numbering systems i couldn't understand i, that, or,
1: I don't know that yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I, i'm not sure it, right i mean again not super well, relevant but i
2: think that they were experimented on to become engineers and that's why they have the number yeah maybe i i and like I that's just, why the dog dog lady is uh has a number is because she w- is an engineer ultimately and that's why she's a prisoner I don't know. It doesn't matter. Right. That's possible.
1: So, yeah.
2: It, it, so what happens with the off duty cop? Because so I don't remember. So they go into
1: the room on their own. <laughs> you it's don't just, remember? It's an empty room. And she uh, there's a like a dentist chair in the middle that she sits oh, him down in, yes. straps right. him in and pulls down his pants and starts going to town. And then she.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, in that moment, I remembered that Missy's mom listens to every episode. <laughs> and I was like, how is Missy going to describe this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she just bites off his penis in one foul swoop.
0: <laughs> and yeah, again, anytime you hear anything has been severed, just imagine that like forty thousand gallons of blood spray out of it. <laughs> and yeah, this part was pretty awesome. Like his I do they turn him into an engineer?
1: Is that so
2: what ha- they the key man then comes out and is like, the, I'm the, gonna
1: the barrels for eyes.
2: Right. Like the serial killer. Yeah. yeah, With gun eyes. Yeah. Uh, He comes out and he's like, we're going to play with you or whatever. And so the the cop manages to, like, grab an Uzi and just blast the the prostitute girl and it cuts her in half. And he. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he starts to run away because they they cut off his leg first, I think. Or like they cut off his arm. One of the
1: limbs. They cut a limb off
2: yeah and and so he starts running away down the hallway and missy take it take it away,
1: oh, so our our lovely um teeth boob lady comes out with her new body modification as an engineer, so the top half of her body is what we've seen before. The bottom half is now just a giant like shark or alligator mouth. They're just like yep. th- chomping like with like sh- nonstop teeth, so yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> is. <laughs> It's, it's so fucking, it's fucking bizarre badass, and she just like runs down the hallway at him like wriggling down and just like starts like eating more of his limbs <laughs> with her alligator lower half it's it's very enjoyable
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like from the top half up, she is a woman
2: from the bottom half down. She's just the mouth
0: of an alligator. That's the best way to describe it.
2: Yeah. And I I love this part because he goes to shoot her again and she bites his arm off. And (laughs) while the yeah, the arm is so he's missing a leg and an arm now. And he basically she is like chomping down on his arm with the Uzi in it. And he just like reaches into his arm and he's like, see you later. He says something in English. I don't remember what it is. And he like grabs the tendon from the severed arm, pulls it, and that makes the, tr- the squeeze yeah. the trigger.
1: There's like a white yes. thing hanging out that like yeah. he like pulls his <laughs> Makes the finger reflex. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and so he kills her and then he's like laying there dying and the Key Man is like, oh, ho, ho, you're going to be one of us now. Right. That's when he puts the key, the, mu- the, where, the tumor key in his arm. Yeah. and
1: his fore- forehead this time so that and the forehead just opens up
0: right and and so then he shows up as a an engineer and now his like penis has grown into this like massive is yeah. it like a, it's, yeah. like a, it's like a cannon right yeah, yeah. Uh, and i forget i forget what his station he what
1: he goes to the police station like this
0: right right and there's like a big like fight with the cops or whatever and he yeah and he just he like them. slaughters the
2: entire precinct except mm-hmm. for the commissioner mm-hmm.
0: so yeah i it's like that's what i'm saying is like I, I just was like why am i like the why did the movie shift focus to this guy it's not really important it's just bonkers,
2: well, right it's because ruka at this point is on like a, it it's a very long drawn out sequence of her like let me go to this apartment it is not this apartment (laughs) let me cross it off here and that happens 10 times (laughs) and then then she gets to the 10th one and i loved this this was so cool she shows up at the apartment and it is like just every hinge has like 15 locks on it and she's like about to go open it and every single lock snaps open and the locks fall off on the ground just
1: from her like touching it i guess because she she has the key in her
2: Uh, ah yeah yeah, I, oh. I thought that was very well done.
0: I did. Yeah, I had. I just couldn't understand, like, why did all the locks just open at her touch? You know, but it was cool. It, it's literally like, yeah, like a door. Imagine a door with like eighty lock, a padlocks just all around the frame. And I was like, man, if only you had started there. <laughs> it's a shame that like the the place she was looking for was dead last on her list. You know.
1: <laughs> and who is behind the door when she opens the door?
0: It's machine gun eye man.
1: <laughs> the key man. Yeah.
0: Sure, we both call him different things.
2: <laughs> he is credited as key man. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And he basically is like, let's have tea and talk. Took you a minute to get here. Yeah. <laughs> and this
0: part is great. They're just sitting at a table, like, talking. But, like, I got to keep reminding you, he's just a brain with, like, guns coming out where his eyes should be. It's so <laughs> and then, weird. And then he pulls
2: out the best exposition device I've ever seen. Yes, this Which is just like, for the past 20 years, I've been working on this diorama to show you
1: <laughs> and and so
0: yeah what is he how what does he explain because he basically talks about how he created
2: engineers so so yes we have seen this flashback from her perspective over and over of her dad like you know le- like standing in front of this protest leading some rally and then it like pans over to this guy in a black hood in a black mask and he has a gun to his head to the the her dad's head and then right. he pulls the trigger and he dies and that's all we ever saw
0: And so basically,
2: yeah, she she has been looking for the man that shot her father this whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what he tells her is that you and I both lost our father that day because your dad's assassin was my dad who was like the world's best sniper and it has it goes through the funniest fucking montage of her his dad being like on Tokyo Tower but it's like it's not oh, yeah. it's not an actor on Tokyo Tower it is an actor superimposed over like a child's crayon drawing yeah. of like a guy hanging off of like this crayon drawing with a sniper rifle yeah. or he's like and he would shoot from Mount Fuji and then it's like him standing on a drawing of Mount Fuji with a sniper rifle. This is great. It's so bizarre. Yeah, this is I love like it. like
1: Tim and Eric or something. This yes. flashback.
2: <laughs> and so what we learned is that the key man's dad was the world's best sniper. And he quit when he was like ordered to shoot this guy who had a baby. And then he, the key man was a great engineer, a great uh, medical uh, researcher. And he wanted to do medical research, but his dad didn't have money to send him to college. So his dad took one last job which was to assassinate the opposition of the police privatization effort, i.e. Ruka's dad. And then it just shows, it goes, it shows the flashback again, which is like Ruka's dad, like smiling and almost waving like, hi, Ruka. (laughs) And then it pans over. And then there's like her, the key man's dad with a, a handgun and he like side eyes her. Pulls the trigger and he dies, and then it pans over more, and then there's another pistol pointed at uh, Keyman's dad, and you see it's the police commissioner.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just like laughing like a pig with his tongue out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so, right, what
0: what what you come to learn is that basically the police chief who had who who he basically he orchestrated the assassination of Ruka's dad, and then he felt bad, and as like um, penance, he agreed to raise her as his own daughter mm-hmm. and so she finds out that like you know her her like what you know uh not stepdad but i guess a stepdad adopted was, father, father. Uh, thank yeah. you adopted father was responsible for her real father's yeah because uh, he was death. like
1: the main figure that stood in the way of the privatization of police he was from the public police department or
0: whatever. so then Keyman talks about how like he started as he grew up, he started gathering like genetic material from the world's greatest killers. Yeah. He seems like jars, that. these yeah. jars that literally are just labeled like Charles Manson, Ted <laughs> like Bundy. Ted Bundy. Right. <laughs> and and he just starts like he starts like he basically just starts injecting
2: himself with all of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. because he can't
1: forgive them for killing his father. So, yeah. yeah.
2: And then he commits, he almost commits suicide by jumping off the building. Right. And he has, goes into like a coma. And I love this sequence. So good. He then wakes up in this like black void and there's just these like black raven feathers falling on him. And he stands up and he's in front of the world's biggest door. It's just this gigantic, maybe like 30 foot tall doors. And he like knocks on it. And this tiny little yokai man. Little like demon guy with horns opens it like looks sleepy and upset that he's here <laughs> and he just like gives him a jar with the key tumor in it and he's mm-hmm. like get out of here <laughs> and then he wakes up and uh, he wakes up in the hospital in real life mm-hmm. and they're like we pulled this key tumor out of you
1: mm-hmm.
2: while you were unconscious and mm-hmm. that that is the source of this uh engineer plague
1: yeah. so he takes the key back to study at his lab and he's like this is the most advanced thing i've ever seen in my life and so he starts like duplicating them and making like all these copies so he can implant them in other people
0: yeah i'm not sure like why does he want to create an army of engineers though is it just to, like re- revenge revenge, revenge yeah. on the whole system okay
1: yeah revenge
0: and, and so, so... He's like, we're in this
1: together Ruka. like we gotta get revenge together like we're on the same team we're the same you and me
0: i love this you're right. And then she's just like, I forget what she says. But she, she says, thanks for the information. Yeah. yeah. And then immediately like cuts him in half. Yeah, <laughs> um, And I was like, oh, OK, so I, I thought he was the main bad guy, but now he's dead. And so she then goes to bring down the remaining
2: police. Right. And in the interim, because the well, she's engineer still, like, cop.
1: Not triggered. She's still not like angry, really. Right. And this doesn't this doesn't trigger her the way I thought it would.
2: Yes. But so because because there was the assault on the precinct, the uh, the commissioner basically orders. Oh, we didn't talk about the um, the like girl who does all of the uh, like the the blonde yeah, girl in I the skimpy outfit. Yeah, her up.
1: Yeah, this is actually oh. from the beginning of the movie. Like kind of yeah. how the commercials cut in. She, she cuts in every once in a while, and she's like the kind of like reporter for the police precinct that like sends people like sends people off to like give Ruka the message. Like, like there's the an engineer dispatcher. you have to go there. The dispatcher, and she's like this in like a you know, short blonde hair, lots of makeup on, like, really, like, really bubbly anime girl that's just, like, really, like, a beat. Like, she kind of brings the whole vibe, like, up, like, just to this, like, fun, really girly
2: yeah. vibe. Yeah. It's... It's like it's like the lipstick on fascism thing, where she's like, hey, everyone, we're going to go out. Everybody, the commissioner said, everyone go out. Kill, kill, kill. Kill as many people as you can. <laughs> yeah. and, and the police just go out and start slaughtering anyone they quote unquote suspect as an engineer, which means that they're just like committing yeah. war crimes. Which
1: is just like just, just anyone in the street. It doesn't seem yeah. very – yeah distinctive
2: yeah and uh, again this is i see your point rodney like this is a bit of a weird sequence because like it is just ruka driving intercut with police slaughtering innocent people Mm -hmm. and then it goes back to ruka driving
1: she's driving way too long like she she's not yeah she doesn't get there soon enough to do a lot but yeah so the Police are slaughtering everyone. And then we see them go try to pull out Ruka's like mother figure from that bar. And she's like a badass and she kills one of them with a bottle and she's fighting back. And, but they, you know, they get her and they bring her out and they strap like each of her limbs to like a big metal.
2: They quarter her. Quarter.
1: Yeah. So it's, there's four cars around each like attached to one of her limbs and they're like pulling on her to like separate her um, in these four directions. And Ruka gets there like r- you know, at the last moment, while well, she still like you know can look at her and talk and just smiles at her, and then she immediately just gets completely separated and, and that did. was gnarly. It was really <laughs> yeah. gnarly.
0: But like by that point, I was like so desensitized by the violence. I was like, it, it's it's like at that point, that's actually pretty tame. And yet, I think it's because it's like she's just a normal woman being torn into four pieces. That it's like extra disturbing you know
1: but that's when ruka like you see her like boiling and you see the key like kind of like activate and she just goes into like full psycho mode because they did this
0: right and so she's she's she starts to kill the four cops that just killed her friend from the bar and one of them like shoots her in the eyeball Mm -hmm. and i forget how she loses her arm they they shoot it off maybe i feel like a lot of people i guess i feel like that just was a little jumpy it just sort of happened
1: yeah it did kind of just happen yeah
0: but because she's an engineer, right, her arm grows back as like, like a monster mouth mm-hmm. is like a crab claw mouth thing. Yeah, I guess call it like a crab claw mouth. <laughs> and her eye grows back as like a like a metal like like Red. I, like, Tur- Terminator Eye. Yeah, it's like yeah. a
1: laser mixed with like a gun thing. I don't know. Right, yeah, but it so, doesn't
0: shoot lasers. No, no but basically, but she has now close she stuff. has now gained the ability to like do scanning and shit with her eye and night vision. <laughs> and like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for the rest of the movie, Ruka now has like one bionic eye. That's the word I'm looking for bionic, and uh, and like a fucking crab claw hand. And I guess this is what triggers her to go get revenge on the upper levels of the police.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and so. She, again, correct me if I'm wrong, she, like, goes to the police station and she encounters the the mortician guy mm-hmm. who's got the, the eye patch. Mm-hmm. And I remember this, this part, my wife, who watched the whole fucking movie, said, even though this movie is so weird, this is by far the weirdest part of the movie. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, because he's he's been, like, dissecting and cutting apart all the people that the police have been killing. Mm-hmm. And he... Ruka walks into the abandoned uh warehouse police precinct <laughs> and is immediately shot with a severed arm cannon. <laughs> like and you see that the medical examiner has fashioned this like four-barrel, like almost grenade launcher, but it shoots human fists.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so a punch
2: gun.
0: He's literally firing. Fists at her to punch her, right? They have like
1: life in them, like he's like controlling them, like they like one strangles <laughs> her and one is like punching her, and she gets like punched in the face. i was <laughs> <laughs> sitting there, I'm like, I don't. What the
0: fuck is happening? This is so even for like like even for this movie, a a punch gun is a little weird.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you do you guys watch My Hero? Yes. No. Yeah, it's it kind of like Tomura. No one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> the the hand guy, the villain.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I like say the words in my head different. So when I'm here, it pronounced like you know what I mean. Someone pronounces uh, different than I say it in my head. Yeah, Tamura
2: yes. Shigaraki.
1: Yes, the last name's. <laughs> I know his last name is what I call him. Yes. Did this you whole see episode the, Did you watch is... the premiere? Just the um, the new episode premiered of the new season yesterday. Oh, it did? Yeah, Ooh. the first one. I saw. I was there's, so excited. There's too much
2: to watch. All at one. There's nothing to watch for months during quarantine, and then there's like eighty things I need to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was a good first episode. They like started okay. yeah, picking up again.
2: Oh, I also recommend Invincible. Super fucking violent. Okay. Super is that a, fucking is that a, violent. Is that an anime or a movie? It is an animated TV series based off of a, uh, uh, it's a Western comic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and it's on did- oh, where I watch it? Oh, I read
1: comic. I didn't know they did yeah, a show. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll put it on the list. Yeah. It is like for the first half, you're like, oh, it's like a cute superhero thing. Mm-hmm. And then it gets super fucking gory. Mm-hmm. So be warned. It's great.
1: Cool. All okay. right.
0: So uh thank you, Chris. Getting a little bit back on track, right? She fights Punch Man mm-hmm. and he like he like he basically programs the fist to all give her the middle finger as they're yeah. flying at her. It's
2: going for the death blow because she's trapped.
0: <laughs> right. And she like uses like one of her own, like I I don't what she strings one of her tendons up to the ceiling the the crab arm mouth shoots like a tendril up to the ceiling Mm -hmm. and it creates like a wire Mm -hmm. and as the fists are flying at her she uses them to like catch the fists and boomerang them back right on the middle finger
2: it catches it and it flips around and we watch like each finger (laughs) do this like it takes a while there's six there's six finger projectiles each of them do it and it's not just like like a quick cut of like boink here it goes each one you see it hit the wire heading towards her and then fully 180 in one shot come off the wire and launch back towards the guy six times in case you weren't clear what's happening all six of these (laughs) Go back at him and stab Uh,
1: him in different parts of the body. And (laughs) And we learned
2: that he was doing a ableist appropriation, and he didn't need the eye patch.
1: Oh, I missed that.
2: Yeah, because one of them hits him; it it springs up and it hits him in his good eye.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he also has like a quasi-moto type like hunch. Which we didn't he mention, did, yeah. which makes him even weirder So he looking. gets
2: impaled by his own middle finger bullets.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is a sentence
2: I never thought I would say. That's what I'm saying. Like any any scene you describe in this movie is something you never thought you would see yeah, or Yeah, I read the
1: director saying that he gets most of inspiration from his dreams.
2: Yes, and nightmares. <laughs> uh, yeah. And again, like society, he said this was inspired mostly by Dolly. Paintings. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see yeah, I saw that. So I, I gotta say, like, for being a surrealist painter from the early 20th century, dude inspired a lot of body horror. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So no, this next fight is probably my favorite sequence in the whole movie. Agreed. The sword fight. Yeah. The, it's go badass. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So we we did see um the police commissioner force one of these uh, amputee prisoners to perform fellatio just on just him.
1: I thought it was just one.
2: Yeah, I thought, I thought it's the same one. I think for it's that. the same I one. So. And I, I gotta say, like this, uh, this movie might be giving me new fetishes, and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I she talk, was pretty fine. Talk to me. Uh, talk to me after we're done recording. I'll hook you up with some sites. <laughs> Yeah. So this uh, this this uh, prisoner, the police commissioner comes out and he's like, this prisoner is a manic depressive. And on the back of her, like, vacuum sealed head, he like there's a switch that says manic or depressive. <laughs> <laughs> and he switches her to manic mode to fight Ruka. And now she has four samurai swords attached to each of her severed limbs.
1: Like a, and- Like a carnival guy that's on stilts like all yes of her limbs. yes like
0: <laughs> like she's literally walking around on the tips of swords like a like a dog like mm-hmm. it's like a sword dog woman thing <laughs> i don't even know how to describe it and this this fight i agree was really cool mainly because i think this is the only part where there's like it felt like there's cg in the movie right like yes she's actually mm-hmm. jumping up on the ceiling and leaping around and This fight just sort of felt different than the rest of the fights in the movie.
2: Yes. Well, it looked, most of the other fights kind of resolved quickly and then focused a lot on the gore effects. (laughs) Right. This focused a lot on the maneuverability and doing what I thought for being a 2008 cheapo horror movie for the most part. That, like, it looks like this guy did all of it himself, which he's a very good SFX artist. But, like, dude, the way that, like, this character was, like, scrambling up the wall (laughs) and on the ceiling with her sword leg looked really good i
1: know i agree yeah i,
2: I agree for 2008 it looked very good like yeah.
0: you know you can tell now it's it, you can
2: see this the seams if you will but it, oh,
1: it still
0: looks sure. it still looks good
2: yeah uh do you have either of you played soul caliber no i oh. have there is a there's a fighter in it called Valdo. Who yeah, he has yeah. he has like sword fists, and he'll like skitter around like a spider. Kind of reminded me of that. Mm.
0: Yeah, like I feel like I've seen this kind of thing before. That's probably what I was thinking of actually. But no, this was awesome. I, I've never. seen It also sort of reminded me of like the villain in the Kingsman, uh-huh. uh, in in part oh, one. Yeah. Like the, you're
1: right. Yeah, the girl that has like the knife feet. That, right,
0: but just imagine imagine that character if she was on all fours and all four limbs were swords, and, and she was longer. wearing. Yeah, like full length swords, and
2: she was in bondage gear. Like that's that's this mm-hmm. fight. It's like this, except this and this, <laughs> <laughs> and, and nothing like the first thing I said.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tokyo Gore Police is just sort of like Shawshank Redemption meets A Few Good Men, but with monsters. <laughs> yeah, uh, perfect. We don't need to say any more. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> bye. So I don't remember how this fight resolves, other than she like because she doesn't kill the the dog no, creature I mean, she, thing.
1: She uh, slowly, you know, over a course of like a cool fight, she cuts off like most of the of each sword.
2: Right, right. She like disarms her.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so she does not kill like,
2: her because that person is a prisoner. And then she uh just like what, like fritzes out the the, the manic depressive switch.
1: Oh, yeah. right, right. She like she
2: renders her unconscious, let's say.
1: And we do get a scene too of her adopted father being like, you should be so grateful to me. Like I took pity on you and I raised you as my daughter, and you know they're the enemy, and we're still gonna kill all the engineers. We can do it. And he says it like he actually says that he raised this girl as well from a little girl, and was like she would never betray me like you. Mm. But well, she, she
0: can't. She literally has, can't see. It has no limbs. I know, but she's <laughs> like
1: she's my loyal daughter, unlike you. Like so, which is even weirder. What like when you think back to the scenes that of what he's made her do.
0: I mean, I I didn't I did not catch that he raised the other girl as his own daughter, but maybe I just thought he I just thought he meant she's loyal to me. You know, she's like a loyal dog or whatever. But the point here is that we finally come to the big fight and she fights the police chief her slash her, you know, adopted dad. Right. And again, this is cool. Like, like, correct me if I'm wrong. He like. Either he cuts off his legs or she cuts them off. She cuts them off. Okay. <laughs> and and his, his his stumps turn into like a jet pack of well, blood. Well, he has
1: some kind of um, <laughs> serums, like some like booster serums. Oh, that right. he boosts yes. himself with. So he boosts like one in each leg and that makes him like shoot up like he can fly
0: from yeah by blood. like with blood like blood yeah. is like shooting out like a jet yeah. yeah and and so now he's like flying around the room and like fighting her <laughs> i mean i again like I, props for showing me something i didn't think i'd ever see <laughs> but ultimately uh you know she fights him she kills him i forget how i think she cuts his head off
1: she might split him in two and then we see like, does she split him in two? And we see like the, like the blood kind of like going back and forth from each side of the body. Yeah,
0: I think they use that effect a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Is there anything you want to say about this fight? I mean, by this point, it like, badass. Y- yeah, the, it, there's like so much fighting and violence that it's sort of yeah. like it's a bit much at this point. But like, whatever, this is it's what you've very come unclear this, what's this, in you know.
1: those syringes that he's boosting himself with. But part yeah, of, you know, I, I, part of the universe. I'm, I'm assuming really- it's more blood. It was green. But it was, it was green.
2: green. Yeah. Well, there's got to be something. Where how do these people have so much blood? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that I you're totally right. Like the movie does
0: not really explain. Like there's all these different serums and shit, right? Because like the shit that the original key guy used was not green. It was like no, just those clear. were sort of,
1: like genetic, like
0: right. Point is, I don't know why this guy has green fluid in a thing and why he shoots himself up. And I also don't know why she like stands there and watches I mean, there as he's like, a thing, well, she um, salutes.
1: Like, uh, oh, Either yeah. way, he, yeah. he's
0: like, hey, before we fight, how about I inject myself with the ooze? Like from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, right?
1: That's also like in um, when, uh, My Hero Academia, one of the villains does that. It's mm. like this like steroid thing they you get for like you get like 30 minutes of like better power <laughs> i think
0: kind of thing. It, i think it's a because like that's that's fairly common i think like in uh dragon ball z as well maybe it's just like it's a very japanese thing that people are like please wait will i get totally powered up and then we'll fight. <laughs> <sighs> And they're like, take your time. Mom, let me know when you're ready.
2: Well, yeah, because you got to <laughs> defeat somebody in all their forms. Otherwise, you yeah. don't really kill them. You don't
1: really That's have a, like the honor.
2: Yeah. It's like it's yourself. like in every Final Fantasy when halfway through the game, you fight the boss. He only has one form. And so maybe you're supposed, it's supposed to be a scripted battle where you lose to him. But sometimes if you kill him, you still have to fight him later. Later, you fight him and they have like three or five forms. Yeah. Mm. That's when you kill them. So yeah. she's just
0: like, let's just skip that part. Just get to your final form now yeah. and then right. OK, <laughs> that's fair. That's actually quite smart. See, I would I would I, I would be the guy who's like, oh, I killed him and he came back. That's not
2: fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the the final shot that we see of Ruka is uh, her outside and like the police precinct is burning and uh, the, the sword arm lady is now machine gun arm lady. Yeah, Yeah. she's
0: standing there, and all four of her limbs are now just magically, like, like like big machine guns. Like, I don't know what kind of gun that is. And it's, like, uh, insinuated,
1: they're on the same side, and they're, like, gonna, like, you know, fix the city together.
2: Right. They look like Um, M16s, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, and, like, Rook is standing there with her cybernetic eye, her, like, crocodile arm, looking like a badass. And then, I believe it, like, it cuts to credits, and then at some point during the credits, it says, more gore is coming soon. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I, I believe they... A while ago, announced a Tokyo Gore Police 2, but I don't think they ever made it.
1: No, they didn't.
0: And then, did you guys stay for the mid credit scene? Yes.
2: Missy? One was,
1: I did. I'm just trying to remember what it was.
2: When you yeah. see that key, key Man is still alive. It, oh, and yes, then the yes, one yes. for. Yes. Yeah, this was also in 2008, so it also had the Thor tag on it. <laughs> what do you mean the, the Thor tag? Uh, Thor. It would set up the Thor movie.
0: Oh right, yes. Yeah. Which is tied in. This is actually yes. part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> you you basically see that like Keyman got he didn't actually die and he like got his severed head back. Yeah, so and like, he has like <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well,
1: because the, the only way to like kill them, even though it looked like he was dead, she must have not severed his key. She must right. Have clearly, she his was key. not. Yeah.
0: Maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe she didn't mean to kill. Like well, maybe they, she didn't want to kill him. No she way just to know wha-
1: where the key is. You just have to like keep slicing until you can like
0: yeah that's fair yeah but she like i find it it's a little weird that like the police department's best engineer hunter didn't take the time to like to to thoroughly kill this dude you know Mm
1: -hmm. like i I don't mean to then yeah maybe just want him out of the way
0: point is he has restored his head and he no longer has eyeball cannons he just looks like a normal person with a scar Mm -hmm. on his face and he and i think it's the girl with the no nipples like, walk off down a bridge no, together. It's the
1: girl that we, that's the random scene. You're like, who are these two girls? And one of them is shoots like, um, acid out of her boobs.
0: Oh, right. And yeah. And kills
1: the other random, girl. like, so this is like, yeah, it's just like another random engineer, but yeah, she shoots acid out of her boobs and kills one of the other hunters.
0: Yeah. I mean, we didn't even like, I, we briefly talked about this scene, but that's during the, the big, the big police slaughter, about two thirds of the way through, where there's mm-hmm. just like the scene of these two engineer women like fighting and you're right one has acid boobs and that was awesome i agree it was awesome i just was like i don't know who these people are what's going on Mm -hmm. so yeah the movie basically ends implying that the key man is alive and he is going to keep creating engineers you know and he walks out down the bridge and then the movie really ends yeah yep awesome (laughs) so metal (laughs) So I mean, what else is there to say? Like it's fucking, it's fucking nonsense. The movie's nonsense. It's just a bunch of gory practical effects for like, uh, you know, what like close to two
1: hours. Mm-hmm. It's like what, 100- yeah, it's approaching two hours.
0: It's very enjoyable. I think this this feels like the kind of movie that's probably best watched with a group. Like just watch it with a bunch of
2: friends. Yeah. Probably have some drinks or whatever your mm-hmm. substance of choices. So here's what you're gonna do: get vaccinated wait until the, the efficacy gets all the way to the top then get some friends together watch tokyo gore police
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i would
2: suggest
0: probably best to order some food and eat while you're watching it
1: i was eating while i was watching it which was a bummer <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: yeah maybe maybe uh get halfway through no because then by the time the food gets there you're not gonna have an appetite mm-hmm. it's, yeah but like, then if you uh, eat before you're you gonna decide... be barfy i don't know don't eat just don't eat, eat before. yeah look
0: if you're looking to lose some weight, I think Tokyo Gore Police can help you oh, out. I've been on the Tokyo Gore Police diet. <laughs> I just watch it every time I get hungry. What was, before we go, what, what was your favorite part?
1: Oh, that's so hard. Oh my God. Can we cut all okay. the silence? Yeah,
0: we're we'll definitely is... going to cut all the silence. Let me try that again. So, what was
2: your favorite part? <laughs> Either of you. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I like watching her You know, dither in the wind. This is fun.
1: This
0: is... my favorite part was when she was mm. driving her car
2: <laughs> it, was, <laughs> I, it really yeah that, that had like strong karaoke video vibes where it's just like how long is this going to go on for <laughs>
1: I know this is, like, kind of random, but I think, like, my favorite was the body, like, seeing the body modification, like, how nuts they could get with the alligator, the, the alligator mm-hmm. bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really, I was, like, so excited to see, like, well, what's her going to be like? Because, like, when um, we see Ry- Ryuka's, um, hers, like, they're cool, but, like, they're not, the, I, it was the anticipation of, like, the whole movie, like, what are her modifications going to be? That was, I was, like, so excited to see. So, they were, like, a little disappointed and they could have been a little cooler. But yeah, I, I was just my mind was blown by the alligator bottom.
0: Yeah. Lady. Yeah, I, I literally don't even I don't even really have an answer. I I, I think for me, like the 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 opening scene with the chainsaw dude is is probably my favorite part, but like mm-hmm. there's so many really there's great so parts. So
1: many good parts. Yeah, that's a really hard question. <laughs>
0: Again, I, I I repeat, I was I was laughing throughout this movie. You know, like it was ab- this is absolutely one of the most entertaining films you will ever watch. hmm I just I kind of just was like, I wish I saw this when I was like 12, you know, or I wish this team had like 30 million dollars more, you know, <laughs> like I would love to see the really slick version of this movie.
1: No, uh, I don't. No, I do not. That sounds like no, you ruin it. Yeah, I, I feel
2: like you, you would get like half of the gore and the gore that you would get would be enhanced with the VFX.
1: No, I'm saying
0: give the same team the same amount of money. Yeah. Not the same amount of money, give them more. Like what I'm let me put it this way. Give them the
2: same amount of money twenty times.
0: Look, I've said I've said my piece. It's obviously a really cool movie. I just I just something rubbed me the wrong way about it. And that's mainly that, like, I just didn't I just didn't care about the main storyline. I only cared about watching the gory shit happen. And so when we talk about the actual events of the film, I'm like, uh, what happened? I don't know. Some gory shit happened. Like she fights a mutant crocodile lady and then her arm gets cut off and that turns into this thing, you know, and like, I don't know, it's kind of fucking nonsense, but it's entertaining nonsense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think okay. the same thing could be, I just think the same thing could be said about so even like Psycho Gorman. Like we couldn't remember what order stuff happened. And it's just like random. It's like scenes. But yeah, that,
0: but like, Psycho Gorman, it's actually there's actual comedy to it. Right. And I don't know if that's because it's like maybe it's just a language thing. And like the comedy doesn't like there is verbal comedy to Psycho Gorman where whereas Tokyo Gore police doesn't have any verbal comedy. But All the just comedy just kind of. Because of time. the amounts of blood, right? Like, like Dead Alive is a good example, which you brought up. Mm-hmm. Dead Alive is a funny movie, yeah, right? Yeah. But, 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 it, I guess what I'm getting at, it doesn't feel like the director of Tokyo Gore Police was trying to make a funny movie. It was just a bizarre movie that is so bizarre it makes you start laughing. And maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm splitting hairs. Here.
1: I really think that he intended it to be funny.
0: Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, 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 I can't assume he didn't. It's just. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain this other than whenever someone spoke, right? Whenever lines were delivered, there was no comedy to them. They were all mm-hmm. delivered in a very like matter of fact way well, of like either. Yeah, this the
1: comedy is in like the actions, not the and the ideas, mm-hmm. not in the actual acting or anything.
0: Right. And so that's that's I think that's what this movie is 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 missing for me, is that okay you know, that extra bit of like winkiness that like the Astron six people, like if you like, again, if you like this, you'll like everything Astron six does. I just think the Astron six, they wink a little more at the camera and that mm-hmm. makes it easier for me. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, you definitely, if you haven't watched it, you should watch this movie. You you will. I mean, again, unless you hate everything we've talked about <laughs> and I'm done talking about this. I'm looking forward to next week. Anything, any closing thoughts? No. From you guys,
2: from my <laughs> co-hosts. <laughs> that I'm oh, talking I thought you were asking yourself. <laughs>
1: Okay,
0: uh, next this week. This
2: movie's dope. Watch it with your kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're All trying right. to discuss what, what age we should wait to show our unborn son this movie at. What do you think?
2: I mean, he's already seen it.
1: That's true. That's yeah, true. yeah, you've oh, already no, done I that. I was to tell you guys, the the first time I heard, I felt my baby kick was during Bad Ben. It was pretty cool.
2: Huh.
0: It's not related to the movie though, right? Like, but it's one of the just... top
1: Forsaken movies. Like, it was, No, no, no I, like I just mean movies. like there's no...
0: There's no like pregnancy shit in Bad Ben. You're just you're just saying that there's an evil, the first there's time an the first time baby. you felt your new child was during was related to Pod Forsaken. Yeah. Whenever you, you when, whenever you think of your baby, you think of us, and I think that's very. Sweet. I do, and I think
1: of yeah, Bad Ben, the evil <laughs> baby, and Bad Ben. You don't have to, like keep that in the. the, the
0: oh, there is an evil baby in Bad Ben. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay, I totally forgot that. You're right. All right, that makes way more sense now.
1: <laughs> it's a very special moment. Yeah.
0: I just <laughs> totally forgot about the baby. <laughs> Okay, next week we're doing May the Devil Take You. Watch it. Should be a good time. I want to say thank you to listeners. It's it's great having you. Uh, come back next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
1: May thanks the everyone. devil take
0: Bye. you too. May the devil take you as well, Chris. <laughs> and you,
2: Missy. Okay, goodbye. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. If you could uh, like, subscribe, and share this episode, that'd be great. If you want to share your feedback with us, we can be reached at podforsakenpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah!